Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Psalm 4, verse 30. In this verse, we see the magnificent identity of the Holy Spirit that is the renewal of all, that is through which God made all, renews all, redeems all, saves all, and gives knowledge about all things. You know, I've been deepening up a little bit uh, my relationship and my studies about the ranks. And uh, it just got to my attention that according to St. Thomas Aquinas, a doctor of the church and a history of the church, it seems that the uh, uh, ranks of the heavenly host, the heavenly beings, the fiery beings, known simply to be the angels, all nine ranks of the angels, distributed in three different choirs. Every choir has a set of three um, grades of angels or three ranks of angels. For instance, you have angels, archangels, and authorities. Then you have principalities, dominations, and virtues. Um, Then you have, let's say, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. Um, These ranks of angels, for instance, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that God puts these orders of angels based on knowledge. Some of the angels' ranks, they have the supreme universal knowledge, and these angels are the closest to God. And uh, with that supreme level of knowledge, these um, seem to be angels who are um, living or exist surrounding God directly, almost in the vestibule of God. Those angels, in fact, if you come to think about it, the way the St. Thomas Aquinas tells us about them, it seems that these angels and somehow are ranked each according and organized according to the Holy Spirit. Today, we celebrate 50 days after Easter. Today, in fact, marks the day in which 
the Holy Spirit sent down upon the apostles in the upper room of Jerusalem and upon the Virgin Mary. And with that, definitely, the Holy Spirit comes down in tongues of fire. People go to churches. There is a blessing of holy water. And uh, there is um, those rituals through which uh, people receive the holy water and take it home. And people receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. People speak and renew the fruits of the Holy Spirit. People renew their baptismal promises with the Holy Spirit. So talking today through the intercession of the Holy Spirit, um, what are those gifts of the Holy Spirit? How many we have these gifts in the Holy Spirit? Commentaries about the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Many of the famous prayers about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Sunday that marks the 50th day after the Sunday of Easter is a very special day, as I've been telling you. This Pentecost, or the 50th from Greek day after Easter. Nine days ago, the Lord ascended into heaven, and he has told his disciples, apostles, to remain gathered in Jerusalem and to remain in prayer in the upper room until God sends his Holy Spirit, the Consoler, the Comforter. And somehow, if um, we look at the events in the New Testament and uh, through which the Holy Spirit is involved in the history of salvation, not only on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit dwelt in the form of tongues of fires, upon the apostles and the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God who was with them in the upper room of Jerusalem. But there is also another Pentecost almost uh, before the Holy Spirit, an earlier moment similar to this Pentecost. And this moment of Pentecost happened right before the incarnation of Jesus. It is in fact when the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary and told her in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, Verse 35, and I quote, The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. That's what I called the, the earlier moment of the Pentecost, which happened way before Jesus met his disciples, way before his passion, his death, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, and way before the 50th day after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It actually happened exactly nine months before Christmas. So supposedly March 25th, when the Lord was conceived in his mother's womb, nine months before Christmas, when the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary, as we said in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 35, telling her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And, of course, as a result, the one to be born of you is a holy child, and he shall be called the Son of God. Now, what is the purpose of the 50th day of the Easter, of the resurrection of Jesus, called simply Pentecost? It is the time where on a nine, uh, nine uh, at the, at the, it was nine in the morning when St. Peter goes out into the main piazza in Jerusalem and he confesses and professes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And uh, with that, definitely we see 
that what the angel Gabriel told to the Virgin Mary, and she herself has believed at the day of the conception of Jesus Christ in the womb of the Virgin Mary, we notice that the apostles, after three years being with Jesus, after 40 days being with Jesus, after his resurrection, when he was teaching them about the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, and of course, after nine days from Ascension Thursday, which is almost 41 days um, after the resurrection, until today, the Sunday of Pentecost, the apostles, disciples, and the Virgin Mary are gathered in the upper room praying every day, Veni Santo Spirito, come Holy Spirit. And with that, my friends, uh, we look at these moments of Pentecost and we see how the Virgin Mary is truthfully called in the history of the church, the spouse of the Spirit. And we see how the apostles have become now initiators of the evangelization in the world, guided by the Holy Spirit. So they are the fruits of the offsprings that comes from the risen Lord Jesus Christ. What is the connection between the Holy Spirit and the renewal of the face of the earth? What is really the relationship between the Holy Spirit and the renewal of the offsprings of mankind? Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus in the Gospel of John when he told them, you know, you must be born from above. You must be born from the Spirit and water. Those who are born of the Spirit and what is born of the Spirit is a Spirit, and which is born of the flesh is a flesh. One must be born from above in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. With that, definitely we see those unique moments in which the Lord Jesus Christ himself refers to the Holy Spirit as uh, through whom, the person in the Trinity, through whom people creation not only is renewed, not only is restored to innocence, but also enters back to be born from above, from God Almighty. What is the connection of the Holy Spirit with the life of the persecuted people, the persecuted church? You know, Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit as the advocate, as the paraclete, the defender, the consoler. Jesus also called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of my Father, the Spirit of the Father. The Holy Spirit definitely inspires and gives fortitude, and gives a special talent, special gifts, namely to martyrs, to prophets, to priests, to kings. Definitely, through all of these categories of, um, we may call them the laborers in the vineyard of the Lord, the Holy Spirit actually is enabling testimony, given witness for the kingdom of heaven for the validity of Jesus Christ being the Son of God. And definitely he inspires through wisdom and knowledge and the truth what should be on the lips and in the hearts of all believers in the world. That's why Jesus says in the gospel, you know, when they take you to synagogues, when they take you to their course, do not be afraid. And they, they take you before the judges and the leaders of the nations. The rulers of the nations, do not be afraid. Do not worry what to say or what you are about to say. For the spirit of your father will speak in you and he will teach you what to say. And we know what the spirit of the divine father will teach 
all of those, all of us who have to give witness and testimony before the entire world on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, is what the Holy Spirit will make us recognize amidst difficulties, amidst tribulations, amidst persecution. The Holy Spirit, my friends, is definitely what Christians all receive at the time of baptism and confirmation. But if we look today in the world, with the number of baptism dwindling down in the world, with the number of the baptized people really not being as elevated as before, in some areas in the world, we see that there is a growth in Christianity through the movement of the Holy Spirit. And in some other instances in areas in the world, like if we look in Europe, if we look in the U.S., if we look in the Americas in general, we see that people in somehow are becoming a little bit more anarchic, unaffiliated, and the people are refraining, unfortunately, from baptizing their children. Can you imagine not uh, giving the talents, the gifts to the children so they can have in potential what they themselves can still assume freely when they grow up? Why to leave them exposed to ignorance? Why to leave them exposed to dumbness? Why to leave them exposed and somehow to being lost, to confusion, or and somehow to the lack of being fully um, enjoying the fruits of the Spirit, such as the joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit, or the kindness, or the gift of peace, the fruit of peace, and somehow. These are, are really true dimensions, true elements, true medicines, um, uh, true things that we in our lives need as Christians, and we did enjoy, and we do enjoy, when we receive baptism, and when we grow up in knowledge, and in information, in wisdom, in age, in stature, in prayer, before the Lord God, and before all men. With this, should be a source of great consolation for us. And we as Christians should be really the tools through whom also the Holy Spirit breathes nuance of life, healing, remedy, joy, peace, generosity, wisdom, knowledge, love, faith, and hope, and patience, and endurance, and goodness of heart, and all the good fruits of the Holy Spirit should come through us as Christians distributed in the world, in the vineyard of the Lord. We become ourselves the fruits of the kingdom, which was planted first in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and then after Jesus was pressed just like a grain of wheat, just like the grape a seed in Jerusalem on Golgotha, and on the cross, and just with his passion, death, and resurrection, then ascension into heaven. Now the Lord on the day, the 50th day of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, of his resurrection, the day of Pentecost, now the Holy Spirit comes down as Jesus promised his disciples and in forms of tongues of fires sits and dwells on top of each of the apostles and they become filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in such way, they go to the entire world 
to the entire world and to every nation on earth, preaching and teaching, commanding what Jesus commanded them and baptizing the whole world in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And definitely the hand of God accompanied them with signs and with wonders. And definitely, as the Lord Jesus Christ tells his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, And behold, I am with you until the end of the age. So through the Holy Spirit, as a matter of fact, Jesus Christ not only is being confessed, Christians not only are being defended in what they need to say, the earth is not only being renewed, but the entire creation is being ushered into the kingdom of heaven. And there will be a oneness in the victory between our own personal fights and the battle of the kingdom of God against Satan and the false spirit, the evil spirits, the spirits of Jezebel, the spirits of lies, of deceits, the murderer, the father of lies, as Jesus says, who Jesus himself conquered in his passion death and resurrection and now through the gifts of the holy spirit we actually get to enjoy to be participants in the same victory of jesus christ against the terrible evil can christianity today my friends in the world survive this is um, our um, beautiful time on good sunday morning with father andre looking at the beautiful heritage we have received the strength of the knowledge we have received from jesus christ the fulfillment of all the promises that Jesus had told us we will receive, looking at Jesus' power and omnipotent goodness and authority where everything has been subjected under his feet for our sake as human beings. But today, with all the strength we have received from Jesus, if we look around in the world, can we as Christians survive in a world that is filled with animosity. What is the form of our communication that we utilize strategically with the world that is around us? How do we justify our positions when people lead us and take us into places with false accusations, false narratives, based on lies, based on hate, based on envy, based on jealousy, unfortunately? And uh, they put us in a corner where we are being looked upon as guilty people. How do we answer? Who do we count on to give our answer to those people? We're supposed to be counting on the Holy Spirit. Can Christianity survive today without its faith and without its relationship with the Holy Spirit? Can Christianity today survive amidst a major existential contrast, a scandalous contrast between faith and reason? even though they should not contradict. There is a stories and stories, documents upon documents, studies upon studies, researchers upon researchers about how faith complements reason and goes beyond it, and how reason actually serves faith and is not against the faith. Yet in the world, people pay tons of money to oppose faith and reason. What is the argument that Christians today use in the world in order to keep, promote, and confess Jesus Christ? In my experience, 
in a mission of hope and mercy, in my experience as a pastor, in my experience as a priest, in my experience in academia, in my experience in a field of um, living in the world and talking to people, evangelizing, helping people, and leading high-level communications, but also effective levels of concrete acts of work and of labor in the vineyard of the Lord through acts of charity. You look all around you, and you see that there are obstacles all around us as Christians today in the world. But these obstacles have always been there, actually, except that the Christians were more equipped to face these struggles. They were equipped with the clarity of faith. They were equipped with the clarity of intent that we know who we are in our identity. We are Christians. Today in the world, Christians keep their identity to themselves and somehow. They go outside. They try to blend in. And there is a heavy cost to that blending in. You know why there is a heavy cost? Simply because if we compromise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and hide him, it's like somebody hiding a light under a bushel basket. You can't have a light and hide it under a bushel basket. What does it serve for? Nothing. I think there is something we need to do as Christians in order to administer back love to the world, hope to the world, faith to the world, peace to the world, kindness to the world, endurance to the world joy to the world. We have to administer all these fruits by clinging back to the root of our knowledge, acknowledging in our life the source of our supreme knowledge, which comes down to us from God the Father and Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. So how can we pray to the Holy Spirit today in order to prevent that Christians keep compromising and will not continue to suffer confusion. How can we and somehow convince each other um, that the power of the Holy Spirit is sufficient for us to win over any argument that is presented against us? It is hard. It's a question of deep faith. It, it's a question of deep conviction, but it is also an indicative of our character, who we are as a people. If we are believers, if we are people who are honest, if we are people who truly admitted in our life that Jesus is Lord and Savior, why do we hide him? The Feast of Pentecost, the Sunday of Pentecost, is actually an opportunity for us to renew our culture in the Spirit, our education in the Spirit, and our commitment to our love to God, to our love to one another, and to our love to the Holy Bible to the Holy Bible, to go out and from the rooftops, go back and uh, preach in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give a peace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and not keep simply coexisting in, in somehow passive-aggressive way that we're no longer serious nor trusting in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's time in which we see there is a huge growth and satanic worships, and people returning to magic, esoterical things, and secret societies. There's all kind of problems going on around us. But the end result, we see bad fruits from all of this confusion happening in the world. That is, people have lost almost faith. People are rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. So 
Christianity, even though it looks numerous in numbers today, I am afraid that unless we go back to confess our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Christianity might actually be losing its core value, losing its anchor, the corner stone, who is Jesus Christ. And what is Christianity without Jesus? And how can Christianity be with Jesus unless it's breathing through the Holy Spirit, confessing through the Holy Spirit, and uh, offering the stories of good news and evangelizing the whole world in the Holy Spirit? With this, my friends, let us pray in Psalm 104 to God the Creator and the Provider that on the Sunday, the Sunday of the Holy Spirit, the Lord God will send His Holy Spirit upon us to renew the faith of the earth and everything shall be created again anew. So let us pray. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Wrapped in light as with a garment, you stretch out the heavens like tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the winds of the wind. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they withdraw and lie down in their dance. When you hide your face, you are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Happy Pentecost Sunday to all. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre.